0: Hello, everyone. I am really excited to have a dear friend of mine. Stephanie is joining us today for a conversation on restorative rest. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Heather. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) What makes Stephanie unique is the fact not only are we dear friends, but she's also my spiritual director. And Mm -hmm. I got to go to a retreat where I got to see her in action. And to see her lead a group of people into more contemplative spaces. Uh, there's a famous quote by Sue Monk, uh, Monk kid that says she was able to leave them alone, but able to stay there with them, but able to leave them alone with their thoughts. And I think Stephanie mm-hmm. did such a great job of staying there with us in that space, but leaving us enough alone with our thoughts and gave us the sense of respect. So Stephanie, I want to just, Uh, hand it back to you and ask you to share with our listeners, what does it mean to be a spiritual director? What kind of spiritual director are you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, One I almost would want you to answer since you're in (laughs) spiritual direction. Okay, we'll both Uh, answer it. (laughs) Yeah, hence what a spiritual director does, I guess, um, right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. No, um, for me, you know, spiritual direction was something that um, friends called out in me before I even knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And the best description of a spiritual director that I've heard is a spiritual midwife, Mm. So it's someone that just comes alongside a fellow journeyer. Um, mm. We're not gurus or sages or have any direct line to God. Um, we're just fellow travelers along mm. the way that are uniquely trained and um, enjoy holding space for other people as as they interact with God's movements in their life. Mm. So um, it's I hope that um, the invitation that I get is to just sit alongside of people, maybe ask some curious questions, um, sometimes some difficult questions, sometimes Mm -hmm. some light questions, Mm -hmm. and just help people remind them who they are and walk them home. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. I love how you said walk them home. I think Mm -hmm. walk them home back to themselves is how I've experienced my time with you. You help walk me home back to me. and my last session has come to mind as as we're talking and it was an epiphany, a light bulb went on. And I think we both saw it. They had to do with this idea of patience Mm -hmm. and it was this awareness I had already had earlier in the morning when I was having some of my morning time and I was reviewing uh, the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I was reviewing those and I kind of got to the word patience and I go, when did that sneak in there? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've really noticed that patience is part of God's attributes and what the what the Bible talks about with, with patience. And that already was a cue that I think was preparing my heart for stepping into a conversation with you where moving into this last stage of my life is this idea of patience. You picked up on it. Mm-hmm. My heart I was already prepared for it. And then you're going to laugh on this. I took a personality test uh, a couple days later. And one of the things that highlighted is I'm a very fast processor (laughs) and it was exceptional. They're like, you're very high on a scale of like one to 10. You're like a 10 plus, like we could hardly test you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're you're exceptional. And then he goes on to say, however, (laughs) one of the things you may struggle with is feeling patience with people and their process and their their progress. And I just thought, yeah, patience. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you that give me a little, give our listeners give me maybe a little bit of idea of what made you zero in on patience as we were talking.
1: You know, patience is an interesting thing because I think what it boils down to, none of us like this, but it, it's control. Mm-hmm. So, um, part of why we hustle is because we're trying to, to gain control. We're trying to grip our life in a way that's manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, a lot of us are impatient with the process because of that. Mm. I think another thing is that the world is spinning at a really fat, fast pace. And so um, we aren't built for patience anymore. Um, we're not out mm. gardening anymore where we have to be. Um, everything is instant gratification mm-hmm. um, to the point that it's shrinking our attention spans. Mm-hmm. I mean... I love Amazon and deliver mm-hmm. two-day delivery, but when it doesn't come in two days, I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my, my package? <laughs> so I think we're just, we're just starting to train ourselves to be so impatient mm-hmm. that even the general slowing down is difficult. So there's, there's the, <clears throat> the truth of the fact that the world is spinning and going quicker um, and we're losing that tolerance for waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then our world isn't asking for it. Mm -hmm. So we're not practicing it. Um, So that to me is one Mm -hmm. of the biggest things with patience is um, we're just, we don't like it because it slows us down and it's something we can't control. And I don't think that our world is set up for us to practice Mm patience. Everything that we're doing, we're trying to get quicker at. And more efficient at and we're losing the art of slowing down and we're starting to miss things um, because we're in such a rush to get to the next thing. And so um, one of the things that I've even suggested to people from time to time is choose the longest line Mm. park far away. Um. Try to see if there are places in your life, if you're in traffic, like instead of getting frustrated about it, what invitations
0: mm-hmm.
1: are there in slowing down? And could you intentionally choose to practice waiting or mm-hmm. being patient? Mm-hmm. Um, it almost sounds counterintuitive or countercultural, which is fascinating to mm-hmm. me. And so it's no wonder we have trouble slowing down. Mm-hmm. I love that. One of the things you've taught me, and I think this is what makes you
0: unique as a spiritual director, which I absolutely love, by the way, is this mind-body connection. You know, uh, for my listeners, when I'll get on the line, one of the things Stephanie does to help me just settle into myself is kind of taking me through a scan of the body is probably the way to say it, and I'll let you explain it more, but what it does is it allows me to slow down and kind of almost return back into my body. And if there's any other Enneagram threes out there, the personality test, we have a hard time sometimes staying connected to our body. And so having Stephanie guide me into myself, it's really paying attention more to my body first, even if it's five minutes. And uh, then you'll say, "Open your eyes when you're ready." And I'm like, never mind. I just want to go to sleep. It (laughs) feels so good to finally slow down. But tell us a little bit more about that and how you integrated that in your work and why you do that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm also a yoga instructor. And so um, that's part of it. But Mm -hmm. um, for me, returning back to God was taking the stuff that I know. Mm -hmm. and dropping it into my heart and into feeling. And I'm an enneagram force. so I feel like I live here. Um, Mm -hmm. And part of why I'm so... inspired and encouraged to do it with the clients I work with is because, um, I think it's home to me, it's Mm. home-based to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know not everyone on the Enneagram that would be true. So, um, Mm. I like to, to, um, do it because I think it's important for us to, what I would say, drop in the pocket or, um, like a break dancer, you know, when a break dancer is like moving around, going to do their trick, um, at some point they just have to drop in. And I feel like, when there's so many distractions outside and our, and we're looking at so many different things to mm. close our eyes and move inward and begin to listen to our bodies. Our bodies mm. have so much to tell us, um, even to the point where we could sometimes go like a half an hour, 45 minutes, or even a day with our shoulders all tense and mm. tight. And we haven't even recognized our body is in a state of arousal. Mm um, and activation. And so to just drop in and Mm. to check in with our bodies. Um, I know sometimes when we do it, we're in the head. What are our thoughts that we've Mm. been thinking about? What are the things in the last 48 hours we've smelled or tasted or heard? What Mm. have we said? Um, what is something we've been carrying in our heart? Mm. How have we been nourishing our bodies into the stomach? Mm. Um, you know, and there's just so many places we could take the relationship with how we're actually living and how we're connecting to God mm. and find those, those places in our bodies. Mm. So yeah. Slowing down the central nervous system is really important. Yep. I think that's why I was
0: attracted to you and my work. I needed support. My, this is almost the shadow side of success. Your world's growing bigger and bigger and you're, more and more people are connecting. And no one told me about that piece. And mm-hmm. so everybody wants the growth, you know, i published a book, my clientele grew and I was speaking and I don't think I, my body was catching up yet with my spirit and my mind. Mm-hmm. And so bringing you into my life, first of all, I got to meet you at that retreat, which was such a beautiful, just step away from my world. I don't like to even use the word escape because I have a world I don't really want to escape from, mm-hmm. but I need a respite. You know, I need a tire swing to use the mm-hmm. terminology of my bracelet. And, um and I think the, this idea then of stepping away and letting your soul kind of breathe. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a, what a gift that is. And it's something I need more as I age, but I was also aware of my central nervous system was kind of on overload and mm-hmm. you can, I've been aware of that with trauma in my past, but I don't think I was aware of that with success, if that makes sense. It, like you can even have too much of a good thing where there's a lot of amazing people that want to connect with you and you want to connect with them and you don't want to say no. And you're just trying to keep up with it and you don't see it because you love all these people. But it's yeah. almost like you, your central nervous system is so on fire. That's a term I use. It's on fire. It just feels like it's, not getting a time to let down. And I didn't recognize it as much because of all the goodness. I've recognized Mm -hmm. it in the past with trauma and badness, so to speak, but not with goodness and love. Mm And in learning how to step away from that, it was was a new set, a new self-discipline for me. Mm -hmm. I just want to get some of your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. I I work with a lot of successful people and people that run um, really fast. Mm -hmm. And I think we get confused. We think rest is something that means that we have to give up or stop, and sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more about taking these pockets of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're thinking, you know, marathon, not sprint, it's important. Um, and we're we're made to rest. And there's lots of fruit in slowing down our central nervous system and brain, and checking the map and being like, Am I going? Am I running in a in you know towards mm-hmm. what I want to be running towards? Mm-hmm. Um, Are all of these good things good? Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. how do I pace myself in all of these things so that I'm meeting, you know, my goals Mm -hmm. and where I feel like God's calling me? And so sometimes it's just good to slow down and rest because our bodies need it physically. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's good to slow down because we're getting dry creatively. Mm sometimes it's good um just to have a mental break or even a social break just to to cleanse the palate so to mm-hmm. speak mm-hmm. um other times it's good to just have spiritual respite I was working with a client today who um is really interested in you know having a, a more robust quiet time and mm-hmm. I was like my it, uh, my suggestion to you is to just for two weeks don't do one <laughs> like I love it like just yes. start to notice God mm-hmm. around you like recapture mm-hmm. the wonder and, and mm-hmm. beauty and mystery. And so you know, for highly successful people, I think you reach a place of like, okay, I made it and then you either fall into imposter syndrome mm-hmm. or you start to panic what if the ball you know drops mm-hmm. what if the floor drops out from here mm-hmm. um And so now what you're doing is trying to maintain this sort of hustle. Mm-hmm. and forget how you even got there or or forget that your worth is not tied up in your success. Mm-hmm. And so these pockets of rest just remind us mm-hmm. um who's in control and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds us that we were made to not run at a pace that I think all of us are are trying mm-hmm. to run at. Yeah, or being told that we have to run, yeah, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally, And there's a reason, I mean, we, Mm -hmm. there's whether it's real or imagined, you Mm -hmm. know, we run for fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So in order to feel safe, in order Mm -hmm. to rest, um, there needs to be trust.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man. I speak to that in my book. Mm -hmm. We cannot let down if we can't trust and we can't, if some of the areas that I've really learned that I need to cultivate trust is my own, personal decision making process. Um, Mm -hmm. I said yes to events a couple days ago. And I remember walking away. And I told my husband later, I said, I'm not mad at them. The event was not something I liked. It was not a fit for me. I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at myself. Mm -hmm. I knew that this was not a good fit for me. And I said, yes, anyways, why? I don't know if it's FOMO. I don't know if it's I just didn't trust myself. I don't know if I needed to just check it out one last time so I can check it off for good. Uh, You know, I'm trying not to go down any kind of path of shame for too long, but
1: yeah, yeah. really
0: understanding that that trust piece is critical, trusting yourself, trusting that there is a God that's in control of the path and that his God is not about hustle. Mm -hmm. You know, I Mm -hmm. think about Psalms 23, a lot of the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want many of us has grown up with that. Psalms 23 Mm-hmm. kind of echoing in our soul. And nothing in there is about hustle, get mm-hmm. moving, get going, mm-hmm. fight for yourself, feed yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all about following someone bigger than you and more loving than you. And I've loved how you brought that to the world. But mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you specifically, what are ways that you do pockets of rest? I love that term.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, so I let myself off the hook a long time ago with what my mornings needed to look like. Mm. And I have a happy list that I keep on my phone of it. all the things that bring me great joy. They're mm. all these little things, they're mm-hmm. smells and sounds and laughter of people I love. And, um, when I wake up, um, and I used to beat myself up and say I have to wake up at 5 a.m. and like write and drink hot water with lemon. <laughs> I had a long <laughs> list of like a color-coded Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and I just realized like I I'm going to carve as much time as I have for that morning. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be meandering with my time. I'm gonna mm-hmm. wake up and be slow and gentle. I'm probably mm-hmm. the Worst person, you'll never hear this probably from another spiritual director. I scroll through Instagram every morning in bed and I love it. (laughs) And the reason that I do it is because I'm half awake. Mm -hmm. And it is like Mm -hmm. the only time I enjoy doing it um, because it's mindless and it makes my eyes wake up. Mm -hmm. And then I get up and I do my coffee and I read and sometimes it's yoga and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a hike and sometimes it's prayer and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's staring off in space and just putting my face into the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I try to find pockets throughout my day of wonder and Mm -hmm. awe and and where I can just look around at the world I live in and go, ah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is what reminds me who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what brings me rest. And so Mm -hmm. the more that I can rest in who God created me to be Mm -hmm. and who God is, the more expansiveness, the more permission, the Mm -hmm. more freedom I have to enjoy life.
0: Okay. Something you said about your pockets of rest and your morning time. Man, I love that you said that. Everything from the Instagram piece to just seeing where almost what your soul needs and your body needs that day, which I totally love as a coach. I say the same thing about morning time, how you start your day makes all the difference. And then I think people get ready for me to list some formula and I go, no, 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 no. It's about what is your soul hungry for that morning? Is it to stare off in space? Is it to take a stroll around the neighborhood? Is it to scroll through your Instagram and kind of just wake your, wake your mind up a little bit? What it? what is it your body needs and your mind and soul need and seeing yourself holistically speak to us a little bit more about morning time and what that can look like that really gives your your soul a chance to rest.
1: Yeah. For me, it's leaning in and listening and being really gracious and patient with myself. So, um, the most important thing to do for myself is not to wake up hating myself Mm. And and to to already beat myself up before I even get out of bed. So that's what mm. I would do is I would shame myself for hitting the snooze button and um mm. for not getting up and spending. I mean, what spiritual director doesn't spend an hour in scripture every morning? <laughs> and, you know, and so I was believing um other people's expectations of me instead mm. of listening to what I needed. Um and it's really interesting because I think some people are really fearful of this concept um, of of leaning in and listening, but um, I have a lot of scripture in my heart that, that I don't know if I've lived out completely. So I, I'm not worried about um, getting enough. I'm worried about living out what I know. Mm. And so for me, it's like slowing down being like, okay, Stephanie, what what's here in front of you? What is a baby step you can take mm. in the morning um to be as congruent as you can be, where your insides and your outsides match. And um instead of beating yourself up or or telling yourself you need to do this dry, empty, quiet time because that's what you learned 20 years ago <laughs> from some sort of mentor yeah. or church guy, you know, like <laughs> You know that I don't think that Jesus is after that. For me, it's more mm-hmm. like he wants me. Mm-hmm. He wants my truth. He wants my honesty and my body and my time mm-hmm. and my attention. And sometimes that's sitting down and reading God's Word. But a lot of times it's just asking where he is in the world that I live in mm-hmm. and taking this scripture and truth that's written on my heart from all of those years that my quiet time did look like that mm-hmm. and and let those ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've just beat ourselves up too much. Um, you know, and I, I think we're scared to trust ourselves and, and then we don't even know how to get quiet. And then when we get quiet, we don't even know how to listen. And that's what yeah. I do as a spiritual director is I help people build the framework for listening, mm-hmm. um, so that they can apply it throughout their, you know, their life. Mm. Gosh, I love that. I'm jotting that down, I love that so
0: much. Build the framework for listening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's definitely what you've done for me. And it goes back to that connection of we can't rest unless we trust. Trust that we have something yeah. going on inside us. Trust mm-hmm. that we can listen to ourselves. Trust that what we're saying holds truth. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this process to just slow down. And I think in your role as a spiritual director, Probably my role as a coach, we can both speak to this, sometimes the pressure to have something wise to offer, <laughs> but mm-hmm. reality, I mean, one of the most humbling things is say, man, yeah, it's not about you. You mm-hmm. just need to have that space and ask the question and help, not just help them, but let them come to the conclusion on their own and mm-hmm. it's not your job to come up with an answer. It's not your job to fix anything. It's not your job to have a solution. It's just your job to keep reminding them
1: that they have the answers whole in within them. And yeah. how do we draw them out? I totally believe that. Like when Mm -hmm. we're sitting across from each other, Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking, wow, Heather's come to me for some answers because you're so darn smart. What I'm thinking in myself is that Heather knows exactly what she needs. And Mm -hmm. I'm just here to be a mirror. I'm just Mm -hmm. here to remind her. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to let her know she's got it and she can do it. Um, And sometimes what we need is just a companion on the journey to go, yep, I see that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Three sessions ago, when you said this, I'm reminding yeah. you who you are. Yeah, and so um, that's the beauty, I think, of the work that we do, both as coaches and spiritual directors. We just mm-hmm. come alongside of people and and say, you're not alone in this. Yeah, um, this is who you are, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the space so you can hear mm-hmm. from yourself, mm-hmm. and then know that that is good. Mm-hmm. And we all. Need it? I mean, that's why you meet with people. That's why I meet mm-hmm. with people personally, is because we believe in the work that we do. Yeah. Um, I like to say we do our work both alone and together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to have that that happening in relationship feels mm-hmm. really important.
0: Oh, well said. Well said. Makes me think of another quote. I usually don't remember quotes this much for some reason. I'm remembering quotes today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Parker Palmer, one of my favorite yes. philosophers, he written. Wrote the book *A Hidden Wholeness*, and mm-hmm. uh, I never forgot this quote. It's probably thirty years ago. I wrote the, I uh, read the book, and he said, "We need spaces within us and spaces between us that welcomes the wisdom of the soul."
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think learning how to have that space within, which is listening to yourself and trusting yourself, and then learning how to have that space between, which is talking with other people that help you listen mm-hmm. to yourself. That's mm-hmm. The gift that I think we could give one another in this world and and be able to say, I'm here with you as as I help you honor your space within. And that's what Mm -hmm. our space between gets to look like. It gets to look like a space between us that respects that each of us is working really hard to listen Mm -hmm. to ourselves and where we're being led.
1: Yeah. And isn't it beautiful that when we do our own work, when Mm -hmm. we say yes to those hard parts in our story or when we make space to listen or when we take time to slow down, Mm -hmm. um, we do that so that we're better for the people that we love and lead. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I can't rest because that's selfish or I can't Mm -hmm. get into coach because that's selfish. And I would say, you know, it's actually more selfish not to, Mm -hmm. because what you're doing is you're going to the people that you're loving and leading and you're Mm -hmm. expecting them to meet your needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it would be way better to invest in an hour of therapy, coaching, spiritual direction. It'd be way better to sit down and take the time you need to Mm -hmm. take care of your own work. Mm -hmm. And then from that place, we're going to relate to people way better. I'm a way better mom. When Mm -hmm. I take care of myself, I'm a way Mm -hmm. better wife when I'm doing my own work. And so it's so interesting Mm -hmm. to me, people will come on retreat all the time and they'll say, you know, I just thought this was selfish. I'm like, how is it selfish to take 40 hours Mm -hmm. to get away, Mm -hmm. to turn down the volume, to do a hard reset. Mm -hmm. So you're recharged, re-energized to get back into the world from a healthier place. That Mm -hmm. sounds like the greatest gift you can give to people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk about ROI. It's like the more that we, we do that kind of introspective work, Mm -hmm. the more we're going to get, we're going to see dividends pay off throughout our whole entire life from business Mm -hmm. ventures into personal life. And that's what we really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wish you lived closer. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be skipping over there
0: every month because I don't see it as selfish as all. I see it as lifeline. Mm -hmm. I see it as critical for my work. Mm -hmm. And I've referred many people over to the Oaks, which is just a very unique um, center. I I don't know. You could probably describe it more. But the contemplative rest that I felt when I would go on there and the energized rest, Mm -hmm. both of them just beautifully... It's not like you're worn out and it's also not like you're, um, not stimulated either. There's just Mm -hmm. such a beautiful mix between, uh, restore what I call restorative rest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the goal is that, um, and nothing against, you know, other types of retreats, but, um, what we're trying to create here is just this ability to rest deeply, but have fun and also just normalize having Mm -hmm. intentional conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what people are so blown away by is that they just aren't sitting around many dining room tables or living rooms in communities of people Mm -hmm. with this kind of intention Mm -hmm. is to say, who is it that Mm -hmm. you want to become and who is it that you were and what makes you come alive and what brings you joy and Mm -hmm. what's holding you back and what's keeping you stuck. And it's just like sitting around having those conversations where we can be dreamers and creators Mm -hmm. and find our unique fingerprint in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to be like encouraged in that space Mm -hmm. and championed in that space. And sometimes it's just, I've watched, So Mm -hmm. many people just whisper out something that's on their heart. And in that whispering, they were met with love. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just such a powerful place to be is when you're seen and heard and loved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from some of your most vulnerable places. And then you're accepted in that place. Mm -hmm. Oh, well said. Like what a gift we can give to people. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. here we are in this world. We're trying to find it in success. We're trying to hustle or run. Mm-hmm. We're trying to live in this constant state of arousal or proving ourselves. Um, you know, whether it's stress or trauma that's keeping us activated. Yeah. And what would it look like if we just like let down, mm-hmm. took a big deep breath, believed truly that God was in control? Mm-hmm. And that we were just co-creating this whole thing with him, that Mm -hmm. that he was inviting us into this grand Mm -hmm. story Mm -hmm. of wonder and awe and rest because it's good. Mm. It's beautiful. So
0: who is God to you, Stephanie? Mm. Ooh, big
1: question. (laughs) Um, It's a big one. It's kind of a spiritual direction question, I think. It is. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm rubbing off on you. Um. (laughs) No, you know, for me, God is, um, God is everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is really a a true companion. Um, I believe God is mother to me, Mm -hmm. um, in all of the most feminine ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that, that it is, it is why I'm here is Mm -hmm. to co-create with God. Um, I remember I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And I just remember all my interactions in the beginning of meeting with God were very sweet and very Mm -hmm. innocent. And I think that that has moved with me throughout Mm. my years, both on church staff and then away, um, that we've just always had this sweet friendship and intimacy Mm. and connection. God is mystery. Mm -hmm. God is bigger than I am. God is um, everything that I'm hoping God is, and God Mm. is love. Mm. And so, um, you know, I feel like we have to get to the understanding of us being loved by the God of the universe far before we can understand what, um, suffering is, what, Mm. um, lament is, what grief is, what, um, delayed gratification is, mm-hmm. what surrender is like we have we when you talk about trust and safety, to me it's like we have to understand that we are loved first mm-hmm. before we can we can hand over mm-hmm. the things that we love the most. Um, you know, before we can turn our children over to the Lord, we have to go, do I trust him? Does mm-hmm. he love me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because if if you if you aren't to a place where you understand God's love for you, how in the world can you do those things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm so that. glad that there are parts of God that I just don't understand. I hope mm-hmm. I will always be a learner mm-hmm. of God, and I take full rest mm-hmm. in the mystery of God. Mm. It's beautiful because that's who I want God to be. I don't want to be mm-hmm. able to figure out God. Oh yeah, yeah. Well
0: said. Me neither. Nor do I want anyone to figure it out for me. <clears throat> um, oh, <laughs> what would you say to what would you say to those who have been either hurt or scarred by who they either have been told God is or who they think God is? What would you say to those people? I'm deeply
1: sorry. Oh. And then I'd probably pause a really long time. Yeah. And then I would hope that my love and who I am as a human would just open them up to the curiosity of, could that be different? Mm. Mm. And to maybe reimagine the story because everybody has someone that they could say reminds them of mm-hmm. love and so if we could start at love and work backwards, I think that's, that to me is, is the truest way to get to God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's how we see Jesus working in the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't walk around just throwing Bible verses at people. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, what do you need? Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you want? You know, he went up to a blind person and said, what do you want? Well, mm-hmm. of course he knows. He knows. But what he wants more is a relationship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a dialogue. And so, you know, to me, somebody that's been hurt, I'd say, I'm sorry, I'd pause a long time. And then I'd say, me too. Mm-hmm. That everybody has somewhere mm-hmm. that they could probably point to in their life, where they had to make a decision that something bad happened. So is God who he says he is? I don't know. Let's go look. Yeah. 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 Let's go find out how something really terrible can happen in your life mm-hmm. and God can still be love. Like let's sit in that because there's no easy answer. There is not three things that begin with Q <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. that you could say to someone <laughs> that has been hurt. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I mean I I think it's a fantastic question. I also think it it would take so much time. Yeah. Yeah. To hold space for that. Where is God in suffering mm, in it mm-hmm.
0: right in the middle of it huh
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where yeah. have
0: you found God in your suffering
1: yeah right right along sign it beside me in in my very breath mm. um carrying me shepherding me beside me in front of me mm. um you know our story has a a large heavy piece of grief in it Um, we have three children. We lost our older two. They've passed away um, from a rare terminal genetic disorder. And so my son was 11 and then my daughter nine months later passed away. Um, We lived 10 years caregiving with them. So where was he? Right there, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right there. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't fall asleep either on the job when he was making my kids in my womb Mm. God didn't make a mistake. He gave me one of the most two of the most beautiful mm. reflections of his glory. They just also happened to have a rare terminal genetic disorder. Mm. Um so they wouldn't be with us for a while uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um but he was with me in every moment. He was even with me when I couldn't see him, mm-hmm. when I couldn't feel him, mm-hmm. when it felt really dark, when when death was literally knocking on my door. Um, in fact, when that happened, God was there even more. I could see him as my daughter took her last breath. So it was like it's always joy and pain in the same place. And I know death sting. Mm. i have I have seen it. <laughs> I have carried my children out of my house. I, I know death. I, you know, and to me, it's like every time I choose joy, I kind of say, and I don't know, if you can edit this one out, but I'm like, F you death. <laughs> like, like you think that you are going to sit here and steal my joy. I refuse. Mm. I mm-hmm. refuse. Um, when my kids died, I wondered, would I ever laugh again? Mm. And I did. Mm. And I will, and I will continue to, and I will hold joy and pain every day of my life. I do not, do not ignore my pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I carry it right alongside of my joy. And my joy is all the richer because I know pain. Mm. And my pain is all the richer because I know joy. And God is in both. Mm.
0: That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That is sacred, sacred mm. territory. I don't even want to touch it, Steph. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's what we do, Heather, and mm-hmm. we bear witness and you don't have to give me an answer mm-hmm. or an accolade or anything. It's just for you to say, wow, that mm-hmm. was sacred. Mm-hmm. And what if we moved in this world more in that posture Yeah, is when things happen or people share their stories or their pain or their joy, we go, huh? mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. yeah, that's sacred, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful.
0: For my listeners, you can see why I work with Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) She has uh, been through it. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I think it's heroic of you, Stephanie, that you have chosen to look suffering square in the eyes and dare dare to have joy and dare yourself to even just feel the depth of the suffering it doesn't feel like one was sacrificed for the other and your ability to integrate that is heroic Mm -hmm. i believe that's the imago day the image of god that each of us hold god is constantly both Mm -hmm. you know in the pain and in the suffering Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What, you know, this is going to be a hard question, and we're going to start wrapping up, but I do want to delve just one one more deeper here. Mm -hmm. I believe we always have a choice, and it's sometimes a nanosecond. But when the world, when we feel assaulted by this world and the violence it does to our soul, especially for those of us who have highly sensitive, high EQs where we can feel everything. And we're the ones that can hardly watch the news sometimes, you know, just yep. things like that. I'm thinking about a lot of my highly sensitive people and my, myself included. What made you choose? What made you so securely rooted in the, ch- in, in, being cognizant of the fact you had a choice to not let it take you out. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm kind of asking? Mm -hmm. Because it's a deep question. And I I think in the work that I do, I think it's dawning on me that humanity does not realize they have a choice. Mm -hmm. Suffering happens, it takes them out or bitterness incurs or withdrawal or avoidance or we build a wall around it and make sure that it never gets touched again. Mm -hmm. What made you choose to simultaneously give it a hug and tell it to F off at the same
1: time? I mean, I just mm-hmm. love that about you. You had that mm-hmm. ability to do both.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I w- I wish I had an easy answer. Um, the first thing that came to mind is to stay open. Mm. Um, I think C.S. Lewis says to love is to be vulnerable. Mm. Um, and so if you want to protect yourself, you know, put your heart in a box and lock it, but it will die in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the best example I can give is my, is my kids is that as their body would change, um, God became all the more visible Mm -hmm. because they didn't see people and they didn't see the world the way. That everybody else did. So if you took the chance to lean in and look beyond their physical disability, what you would see is this radiant, pure, beautiful joy. Mm. And so so I couldn't separate the two because when I look in the face of my son or my daughter, it was both there, both their disability and their beauty and their sacredness. So Mm. I couldn't pull them apart. They were mm. contained in their face. And so in order to accept one, I had to accept the other in, in terms of how I lived. And so m- my faith to me is was in the not yet and God being for real in, in Revelation when he says, there will be a day, mm. like this is just the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. There will be a day where there's no more death and no more sorrow and no more pain. So I am... I am both present to what's in front of me, trusting what's beyond me. So that, Mm -hmm. that was what, what grounded me. And in terms of, of choice, I feel like every little nanosecond we have a choice, but it's not so much a choice to like buck up. A lot of my choices look like laying down in surrender. Mm. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of my choices look Mm. like Laying down and crying and being like, this is too big for me. I hate when people say God never gives you more than you can handle. Because every single day of pushing two wheelchairs, knowing my kids were going to die, felt like too much to handle. Yeah. Um, What I kept saying is that there is a God that's bigger than me that's handling it behind the scenes. And I don't Mm -hmm. know how he's handling it. Mm -hmm. Sure doesn't look like he's handling it. (laughs) But I'm going to trust that he's handling it and not according to what I want. Mm-hmm. But according to his will. And mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's about practicing. It's about going, okay, God, um, I can't see you, but I'm going to trust you with this day. Mm-hmm. I can't see you, but I'm going to trust you with this moment. I can't see you, but this feels really horrible. And it's not in the results of that. It's in the relationship I'm building every time I say, I don't know what's going on, but I trust mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's like when a little kid just kind of hands you their hand and says, I -hmm. trust you, like walk Mm -hmm. me across the street. I trust you, mommy, pick me up. Like Mm -hmm. they might have done something terrible, um, but they still want you to hold them. And it's Mm -hmm. that it's like, Mm -hmm. can we posture ourselves in a way where... The world will continue to assault us. The world will continue to give us bad news. Um, so yes, we boundary and protect ourselves as best as we can. But we keep our boundaries porous mm, mm-hmm. because there's there we can't we can't filter out the sorrow because mm-hmm. if you want joy, you're gonna get sorrow, <laughs> and mm-hmm. if you want sorrow, you're gonna get joy. <laughs> they just can't be separated. Mm-hmm. Like my children's face. So if you're going to choose one, you've got to choose the other.
0: Mm, That's beautiful.
1: I think I like that you said
0: that because I think that's what we're trying to do. And then we wonder why we're struggling at such deeper levels and we're trying to extricate. I don't want the joy, but I don't want the suffering
1: doesn't work that way. It doesn't Not work yet. that way. And yet Not many yet. of us
0: live in denial. You talk about hustle. I love that you keep mentioning that because that is just powerful. And I work with people who are constantly hustling. I'm constantly saying, just slow down for 34, <laughs> 30 to 45 minutes. Let's yeah, just pull it together for a little bit yeah. and like just breathe. Mm-hmm. And therein will come your clarity. When you spoke to this idea of pain um, and joy, you know, suffering and and happiness there's this desire for us to want to separate it out and say i only want one without Mm -hmm. the other and you're right it doesn't work that way but more importantly it's not how we're wired as humans it's not it's not the um the presence or the spirit of who our creator is or who god is god has created us to hold all of that and that's the beauty of learning how to do that where we truly suffer is when we try and pull it apart and say I only want one without the other and that's where we I think we scar ourselves so much in that process because we 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 want to hustle around the suffering we want to hustle around the issue we want to just get back to the joy again and back get back to the good emotions I think one of the just beautiful truths you said and I believe it in my heart as well is. If you want deep joy and contentment in life, you're going to have to embrace deep sorrow and sadness, and neither one will you get stuck in. You're not going to be Pollyanna, rainbows, and unicorn person, and you're also not going to be despair person, and I have to say that a lot to people because they're, they're fearful that if they really give honor to one when they're pulling the other way, they're afraid they're going to get stuck in one or the other. The beauty of us maturing, and as we age, and even as we partner with God in this world, is being able to hold both so gracefully.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think the more that we try to sanitize ourselves away from death or pain or sorrow, we forget the natural rhythms that we have been born into mm-hmm. with the life-death-life cycles. It happens mm-hmm. in our workplace, and our dreams. It happens in our life. We. We birth babies and we bury parents and um, we hope it goes in that order, but it doesn't yeah. always. And yeah. the, the the truth of the matter is if we open our hands to the to the rhythms of life, we will see that. It happens in gardening. We plant seeds. Mm-hmm. They break and die. They bring new life. We see it in the cross. We had a God who had to die to bring new life. But mm-hmm. I also think that if you look at who we were made to be, written on our our first kind of name was beloved, mm. and it was Garden of Eden Eden, it was mm. paradise. It it didn't probably have the suffering that we know now. And it won't to come. And so the idea mm. is that this is just the not yet where those two things are married. And I think the reason our hearts so don't like that and we fight for just joy is probably because that's like our our native language is mm-hmm. God's love without death and sorrow and pain. And so it's that eternal longing in us that keeps calling back to us saying it shouldn't be this way.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: shouldn't be this way. And so when we think about embracing it, I wouldn't say that it's we embrace it because we welcome it with love, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. as much as much as it is, mm-hmm. we say, oh, God is here too, mm-hmm. that God is even here too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to like sift those because we're thinking that's all bad and that's all good, but it's we're we can't quite do that mm-hmm. here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but mm-hmm. I do believe there there may come a time where God takes care of the sifting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that that who we were, that native cry for goodness, is still in us and mm-hmm. will be honored. Mm-hmm. So perhaps maybe that's where the tension comes from. And I don't know. I'm just curious about those things. Um, <laughs> so maybe I, I don't have any it. answers, but oh, I I think
0: part of the answers sit in the question. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, you do that so well and you help me do that because if we try and answer it, we make our lives very small, Mm -hmm. but I think learning how to sit in questions and stay in that and not feel that temptation to keep reaching for resolve Mm -hmm. is part of our maturing process that allows our world to grow and allows our soul to expand and take Mm -hmm. it more. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: I I always say it's um, questions just lead to deeper questions. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, I like to say it's like a downward spiral staircase instead of an ascending. We always think of success as ascending. And I like to think of it as descending Mm -hmm. that we get to deeper places. So we're going to bump up against these questions over and over and over again. Who, who are you Mm -hmm. in junior high or when you're 20 is going to be way different than when you're 30 or when you're 40. Mm -hmm. And so the questions don't change. You do. Mm -hmm. And you get to deeper places and deeper knowings. and. if we refuse to start the journey of descending down, we will continue to circle up on these upper levels, trying to chase wealth and success and all of this stuff. And it's not that those things are bad. It's that when we chase them to fill those deeper questions mm-hmm. is when we get in trouble. Um, if we're loving and leading from from that place of congruency, mm-hmm. and we also happen to have wealth and success, great. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not worth gaining the whole world, right? And yeah. losing our Lose souls. Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got to tend to those more those restful places in our hearts. Mm. Um, so we can cultivate mm. a beautiful place of activity from a place of health.
0: Beautiful. Gosh, Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure. I feel like we could mm-hmm. talk hours. <clears throat> Always. I know. <laughs> As we wrap up, I guess I want to ask you just to leave our listeners, what encouragement would you give them?
1: Yeah, that you're worth, you're worth taking time. Mm -hmm. Your life is worth paying attention to, that there are clues all around you Mm -hmm. and slowing down, turning the decibels. It can be as simple as just returning to your breath it could be as simple as going outside and noticing a sunset or a sunrise. Mm-hmm. It could be an afternoon when you're driving in your car and you get to a stoplight and you just notice the sun radiating through the car window and you go, ah, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's just noticing the faces of the suffering because suffering is just loving. Mm-hmm. So the reason it hurts so bad is because you love it mm-hmm. or somebody hurt you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just to think about taking those tiny little things in our life and finding awareness and gratitude. And I think everybody has that, whether you're a single mom, a special needs mom, a business, you know, woman, wherever you are in the journey of labels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three we of labels. all we all have the ability mm-hmm. to just stop and have these small little pauses that remind us who God is and who mm-hmm. we are and that mm. that's enough. Mm. That's really just, that's just enough. Mm-hmm. And whatever comes after that is, is what it is. <laughs> that's beautiful.
0: All right, listeners, be kind to yourself. Be mm-hmm. so very tender with your soul. Uh, Stephanie and I both are aware of the hustle that you've had to do, required to do, been told you have to do, or even telling yourself to do. And I think we both are we're taking a stand against the hustle and saying, "Give yourself the love, respect, the value, and the courtesy to just slow down, listen to your thoughts, listen to, where to what your the voice on the wind is whispering to you, and know that you get to you get to step into that life today, in this moment, right now. You don't have to wait." Mm-hmm. I love Stephanie's simple ideas of. Uh, Honoring the morning time, the changing of the seasons, the sun coming up and down, Mm -hmm. um, the happy thoughts on or the happy list on her phone that she keeps. These are all really practical ways to stay very connected to your soul and allowing it to continuously be fed throughout the day. So we are cheering you on Mm -hmm. and thinking of you and grateful for each of you. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. (laughs) thanks for joining us today we'd love a review helps us out quite a bit wherever you are just drop a review and you can find out more at heatherpenny.com cheering you on